0: welcome to the healing experiment podcast where we don't just talk about healing we create a felt experience of healing in every single episode our intention is to immerse you into a healing experience while holding the intention to heal and awaken humanity one heart at a time are you ready to feel it for yourself i have a really special guest today i'm very excited my name is Sue Dume. I'm your host. I'm a global impact visionary leader, intuitive healer, spiritual mentor, and I'm honored to be your host each week for the healing experiment. Today's healing experiment experience will be the healing power of spoken word and storytelling. And I have a very special guest, Shana Jones. She's an award-winning professional performance artist specializing in traditional oral storytelling of African and Afro-diasporic folklore. As a professional trained actor, vocalist, and fine mover, which I wanna ask her about that in a moment, um, Shaina has performed for audiences across Canada. As a folklorist, Shaina combines her passion for live performance with the in-depth study of Afrocentric folk history, folklore, and contemporary experience. So welcome, Shane. I'm so excited for this conversation, for your the the experience that we're going to have with you.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me.
0: So let's let's dive right into, one, I want to know what fine mover means, because that's a, an interesting term. I can kind of, you know, create my own story about what that means, mm-hmm. but I am curious. And then just tell a little bit about your story, like how you got into doing um, this work, because it feels like it's such... Um, Like a deep heart calling and like a real, real passion, passion for your your work in the world right now.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. Um, The the term fine mover, I chose those words specifically because I can't lay claim to being um, professionally trained as a dancer, but for me, when I when when the spoken word comes out of me, when I am in the moment of Um, uh, articulating myself for, particularly for listeners who are there to hear me, the spoken word always comes out with my whole, my whole body um, helping to move the language and helping to move the images that I'm trying to express. The other word would be an, would be embodiment. And, um, and, uh, and so Trained as an actor, yes, and as a and as a singer, yes, as a vocalist. But as a fine mover, I mean the embodiment of the language that I'm working to to express and to convey.
2: Yeah. And
1: so through the storytelling,
0: there's almost like there's the the oral storytelling, and then there's the physical
1: expression of the storytelling as well. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes, and there's and there's many occasion. If any, um, if ever someone comes to to watch me either perform a, a a story or or poetry, there's often many moments where I actually can't find the exact word I'm looking for right away. And I, I typically work as a storyteller unscripted. I know the shape of what I'm going to offer, but I, I, I actively choose not to memorize the exact words. And uh, and it's often the case that the, that the sentiment, the, the heart of what I'm trying to communicate expresses itself first through my body. And should I lose the word completely, I depend then on my physical um, expression of the, the Part of what I'm trying to communicate to speak for me when the actual word in particular uh, eludes me, mm-hmm. and that I can I can share more about that later. But um, but to get to your question about how I got into this kind of work, uh, I can say that I come by it honestly, and that my father was a um, is a keynote speaker. He he um, kind of like a motivational inspiration for people with who work within. Uh, business, entrepreneurs, uh, and people who have recovered from addictions. He's 36 years clean of the use of drugs and alcohol, and he dedicates his life to speaking to recovering addicts. Um, So he does that as his work. His father before him was a preacher of a big Mm -hmm. thousand-person Black Baptist church down in uh, Mississippi in the United States, and um, and he was known, my grandfather, of being a real force to reckon with, a passionate orator, uh, converting the masses, <laughs> and um, and uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if before him and and on before him uh, there are more orators in my line, and then on the my mother's side or the females in my life. I know that there are many. Um, singers and and artists and so I have wound up with my particular mix of the love of performance and the particular love of the spoken word through my bloodline I know
0: mm-hmm. yeah so so like a, I'm just getting the the uh, image of like an an inherited like legacy mm-hmm. of, of the work but also like um. Like a like a, your own kind of like expression as well. So it's like it's really unique to see like it's almost like I see two two worlds or two ways blending, mm. and, and the work becoming uniquely an expression of you in this world. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I can I can say that. I mean, I didn't grow up knowing that I wanted to be specifically a spoken word artist, and that this is how I make my living is is. In this way performing as a storyteller and a spoken word artist um poetry and and the like but the way as i understand as i look at my own life and i and i listen to what's happening in my own life and i watch for what's happening in my own life a lot of the path for me has been leaning into uh, leaning into it's, it's been a soft spot. I, I have found that as I've come to be more myself, the words that are coming out of me, as I, I no, no this is the better way to say it, that the things that I choose to share most often are the words that I am calling or the words I'm drawing out to help me process and understand my own life and my own experience. It's me uh, seeking out just the right word or just the right image or just the right sentiment to shed light on the life that I'm living. It's that that process that uh, goes into a poem or a story that I end up performing. Even if I have found an African folktale that looks on the surface, like it has nothing to do with me, but it resonates with something I know in my core, something I'm experiencing in my life. Then, the very, I feel like the magic for me, if I may use that word, the beauty for me is that I really trust that each story that comes to me to tell, each, each experience of my real life, each story that passes through me are there for me to move through, to process and to draw my voice out of if this makes any sense Mm -hmm. and and so and so very much my whole a lot of my career the most most of the I think if I can be so bold to say I think most of my success isn't the right word but that which allows me to keep doing what I'm doing (laughs) stems from the my desire to share to expose to bring to light with language. Mm. Mm-hmm. The processes I go through to live <laughs> as the human being I am and now I'm getting a little bit wordy, which happens to me sometimes. But <laughs> but um hopefully what I'm trying to express is coming through. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> like if I if I were to to kind of simplify what the message I'm hearing mm-hmm. you speak is just the, the process of, of doing the work, like the experience of doing the work is healing for you. And it yes. reflects what's happening in your life at the time. And I'm curious. So I, I, cause I used to write, I sometimes will find myself in poetry, but usually, usually it's like a lot when I was oh, really kind of awakening more to my gifts, I would write a lot of poetry as my way of processing what was going on inside of me. And my poems, I still have my original book, for poems and it's like they were very personal they were like it's kind of like a journal for me and there were times where I, I I wouldn't share it with anybody and and then when I started to share it I actually was like I couldn't have people look at me like don't look at me I'll read it but don't look at me when I do right because
2: mm-hmm.
0: I felt so naked in in what was coming through and what I was sharing in the poetry and it felt very personal and like a journal so I love that you you've, I, and I have shared it publicly over the years, I've become more and stronger and stronger and felt more comfortable kind of, you know, sharing it because I saw the healing potential it held, not just for me, but when I shared it as well. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious if you can speak a little bit about, you know, you've kind of shared your, how it helps you heal, but what do you see? What are you, what are some of the experiences you've encountered with those that have witnessed? you doing your performances Mm. like how has it helped them in their life how has it provided healing for the audiences or those that have come to
1: see you yes Mm. i think the clearest example that i can give and that has come up many times is that i believe my effort to honor my own story to honor the life given to me to trust that the the things that are put in my life are for me. And if I put them into words and I dare to speak truthfully, poetically about what I am experiencing or or things that have happened in my life, the audacity (laughs) to share so vulnerably often ends up Giving the listener permission to honor their own story, to look at their own experience with more, uh, with more, uh, well, they'll take more risks to look at themselves, to honor their own story. Witnessing another take the risk themselves. I've had so many people say that even though the details were different, just to see someone through a story or on a stage reflect back to them what's, what's uh, churning in their own heart. Mm-hmm. It's this word, it's, it's, it's to receive permission, to be allowed, to, to sink into their story, witnessing another person. Uh, share their story, which is a common thing. It doesn't need to be in the form of performance. This happens in our conversations and in our daily life all the time. But, um, but that's been the most common healing, uh, like um, expressed right. uh, healing that I have heard from people who have watched my work.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's a real empowerment for the audience when they yeah. watch you empower your, like step into your power and hold yes. that space for yourself and hold that space of vulnerability, that strength and vulnerability, that gives them, it, it empowers them to do the same. And then the, 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 the beauty of storytelling, I find, because as a speaker, when I'm on stage, I, when I'm teaching or sharing a message, I always, I always integrate a story in some way because stories, a lot of people can relate to stories, but they, it's entertaining. So the mind actually kind of Softens and and is more open <laughs> and curious, right? It's like, oh, what is like, what's the story going to be? Like, they're they're curious, right? Whereas mm-hmm. if I start teaching a lesson, I'm talking about you know confidence or facing your fears or stuff, and and I go right into that, and it's just about like talking talking tips, like then mm-hmm. then people will have like their mind just is automatically on guard. But when you go mm-hmm. into a story, people become so curious, and so I wonder yes. what she's going to say. I wonder what. And then you add the element of movement and everything else that you do in the way of the performance, it mm-hmm. really brings people's guards down. And
1: exactly
0: a lot of times the same thing with humor can do that. But a lot of times what you're doing then is you're softening the mind and opening the heart and you can just like plant that like message, boom, right in there. And half the time they don't even realize what happened. <laughs> yes. And then uh, the other thing you're saying is I I can totally see just how much when we use stories even if the stories vary slightly people are always visualizing or imagining themselves in the story so when they Mm -hmm. do that they can relate to aspects of the story and that's where it kind of opens up the potential for healing within them because Mm -hmm. sometimes those stories can hit a deeper cord or an old wound that's just waiting for them to to witness and to come and and to sit beside it or to come come and be with it in a way that can actually support it in, in healing and clearing so I love using stories for for healing and I love the idea I can't wait to see you perform
2: and uh, (laughs) I know
0: I there I know you're starting to kind of travel and do that again now after after all this shutdown stuff so Mm -hmm. I'm definitely intrigued and I would love to see you in, in your, in that, in all your grace and glory on stage, because I really feel like with your intention, the experience, I'm just getting goosebumps too. It's like the experience that you would create would be just magical. And mm. that, absolutely. Let's use that word, right? Majestic <laughs> magical, right? And mm. I'm, I'm curious if you can share, cause I know you have a new, a new Performance that you're doing, that you're mm-hmm. you're in currently in Montreal performing. Um, you're normally in British Columbia, but you're in Montreal doing that performance. Can you share a little bit about this
1: new performance that you had come through you? Yeah, I definitely can. It's called Grandmama Speak, and it is uh, a window into my heart and into the ways I draw near to be uh, the, the the reality of my grandmothers being with me, though they are not walking this earth anymore. And I, I like I, I've shared, I often weave, uh, create my storytelling pieces, weaving together African or Afro-diasporic folk, traditional folk uh, tales and Grandmama Speaks is in the same mode. I have woven together three or four traditional African and African-American tales, but they are pieced together, glued together with my own personal narrative. Uh, This this yearning to listen for Grandmama uh, in uh, in whatever form she will will speak. Mm. And uh, I would happily uh, um, share with you the opening the opening words of that piece and then the closing melody for that piece, if I may.
0: Yeah, as the experience, you want to do that? Yes. With
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: But yeah. We're I there, would love yeah. That. Mm-hmm. yeah. Let's do it.
1: All right. It's 445 in the morning. I am walking alone through the vacant streets of my tiny little town surrounded by the inky blackness of morning night. I am wrapped in a wool shawl. My little brown boots click, click, click across pavement and gravel. But I am listening for the sound of the river, feeling for the presence of the river. To get to her side, the side, that is, I must wend my way down an unlit forest path. The early days of this morning night ritual of mine were filled with trepidation and terror as every shape and shadow seemed to jump out at me as I traversed this dark passageway. But now, months and months and months into this morning ritual. I can feel my way through the dark forest without losing a step. I push my way through the branches of juvenile cottonwood trees. And before me stretches a beach speckled with boulders that I tiptoe across to make my way to the riverside. There's one particular boulder that I seek out each morning. It is a boulder of charcoal gray, speckled with flecks of white and purple and blue. And when I find this particular boulder, I place my down, myself down upon it. I breathe deep and do absolutely nothing. <laughs> I simply sit next to the river and allow the vibrations of that water to reverberate through my flesh, through my veins, within my bones. I listen not only with my ears, but with my heart, with my mind, with my belly, to the rushing roar of the waters. Awash in moonlight. This morning night, I'm listening for the sound of my grandmama. On one such morning night, this lullaby came to me. I have sung this lullaby to my children. I've sung it before audiences. I've, I've sung it to myself when my heart has felt particularly heavy. The lullaby goes like this. Rushing river,
2: rushing river, rushing river, river. You speak, you speak,
1: you speak. As I sing these words, this prayer, this lullaby. My voice mingles with the roar of the rushing water. The waters themselves seem to wash over my body and through my heart. And I know, I know that somehow the waters are speaking to me exactly. The words I need to hear. Somehow the waters bring me to my grandmama's bosom. She holds me in her arms. And I know, I know that I am okay. For one more day, I am okay.
2: To be continued
0: That's like a little bit of a cliffhanger <laughs>
2: <It's> like, <laughs> like
0: part two comes tomorrow I'm like wait a minute no stop, stop. <laughs> it was beautiful I felt um I like I felt the emotion right away when you're speaking and when you're um calling forth the the words I could feel the energy and the frequency of the words coming in and they were very purposefully selected mm. or provided, I guess, through you. And but when you first said the word uh grandmama
2: mm.
0: and the way you said it, I was just like, and I just felt this like pang in my heart and this expansion mm. and um just a real connection to the energy of all grandmothers right such wise wisdom Mm -hmm. um you know that can come through the lives and experiences of those beautiful women in our lives right yes oh yeah it was very powerful i really enjoyed it Mm -hmm. i'm and i can see how you know being in the room because i know i could feel like you're moving within a little bit I'm not totally <laughs> sitting still so i i was I, we don't have the video on for this recording for the for the interview so i was part of me was like oh, i wish i could see you so mm-hmm. i can see how the 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 draw to see you perform in person would have a different um, experience and element
1: to it as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah Be. I, be- I believe that the thing that's most precious to me right now about this beautiful work I get to do of, of uh, living within and harnessing and moving the spoken word, right now it's all centered in honoring. And when I, when I open myself up to the words that I am to find, when, I, when I'm open, but when my intention is to honor to honor my, my experience, the experience given to me, to honor those who will listen to me, whoever they are going to be, to honor all those uh, whose lives feed into my, my own and all just to honor the web of connection that life is when my intention is to honor life and to honor each of our stories by honoring my own then I can trust that the words that come out of me, the way that they will come out of me is exactly as they should be. When my intention is to honor and to love, then whether the words are are full of joy and dancing and movement or whether it is a very, a moment of suffering and the words are heavy, um, when the words are meant to honor, held in the intention of honoring and loving, then I, then, I, then I can trust and I can move out of the way and let them flow as they will flow. Um, that is my practice right now. And I believe that is the thing that's most healing for me. And I sense that that is what is healing for those who are with me listening,
0: mm-hmm. if this
1: makes any sense. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Makes mm-hmm. absolute sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you, Sue. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you for sharing. I appreciate you and the work you're doing and, and you i I really appreciate you following this path it's not it's not a a common path and Mm -hmm. and i i feel the the world needs more and more unique expressions of the divine coming Mm -hmm. through us and and i really feel like that's that's what you are embodying is is that divine love coming through you through spoken word through storytelling through poetry through movement through that fine Mm -hmm. as that fine mover
1: and and i'm really grateful for the work you're doing in the world thank you so much thank you and for your work also thank Mm -hmm. you very much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: so share with them can you share with us how people can connect with you like through your website or is there a better way to connect with you if you want to
1: yeah yes definitely i have a website my home for all of the performance work that I do and it is called we are story folk all one word we are story uh, and then if you use Facebook uh, the same tag we are story folk is how you will find me on Facebook as well um, and that's where I um, showcase. It's my, my portfolio of the work that I have done and work that is upcoming. So you can follow me there if you're interested.
0: Beautiful. Love it, And I will have the link to Shana's website on the, the show notes for this episode as well. So for those of you that are interested, if you're just listening, you can go back to the page um, for the show and you can click on the link to find Shana and experience more of her extraordinary gift and immerse yourself more into the healing power of spoken word and storytelling. So thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you and I honor you and all your work. And I thank you for, for the gifts you're extending in this world. Thank you as well. Have a wonderful day. Thank you everybody for tuning in. I appreciate you. I honor you. I am so grateful for you and i I know I haven't been interviewing many people recently. There's been some other things that have been bubbling and kind of moving in my awareness and my creative energy. And I've just started the Living Oneness spiritual gathering every Sunday. So if you're feeling inspired to join me there, feel free. But I will be now starting to interview more of these gifted healers and practitioners all around the world to give you more of that the healing experiment and have you immerse yourself more into these experiences and different modalities. So stay tuned. We'll have some more interviews coming up. In the meantime, until next time, love and blessings.